the sound of the horn. Welcome to an all-new thrilling So Close to Postseason Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris, back from foot soreness co-wild. And with me, as always, he's sore from putting his foot in his mouth so much. He's Burbank <laughs> Hank, everybody. Oh, I feel a little better. I'm glad we tried to do this last night, Clippers fans. We tried to do this right after our last game. And uh, I'm glad we waited a day. I feel a little happier than I was last night. <laughs> Yeah, last night it was just 30 minutes of scream crying oh, into boy. the microphone. Ooh. So frustrating. Really frustrating. We got some, we saw some good stuff, though. I do have to say Rondo in the second quarter. Holy cow. Oh, the boogie. The Rondo and Boogie show was yeah, wasn't fantastic. It, it was Rondo in the second quarter, and in the fourth quarter it was Rondo and Boogie together. There was a sequence there where it was like, did you see the pass where Rondo half court dropped it over the top over Kawhi Leonard's Ugh. shoulder for a layup? Ugh. And, Rondo and the, passes hit different. They hit different. And there just was a period of time there where it was something like he was get Rondo would get rebounds and then he would get a steal. And then he bounced, he tried to bounce it off the back of another player and then a layup. And that like we were, and by the way, the stat Clippers fans is that since Rondo has joined the team, uh, we're eight and three. Although I guess maybe eight and four now. So we're very nice with Rondo. We like him a lot. He's I happened to be in the building last night, and sure I'd like were. to tell you some Rondoisms that you didn't see oh, watching let, from home. Let me tell you that I'd like to hear him. So Rondo is such a great player because even when he's not on the floor, he's impacting the Clippers. Let me expand. Obviously, Zubats is up against probably his toughest assignment in what very likely might be your league MVP, the Joker. I don't know if his name is Eagle Jokic or Blug Blug Jokic. I don't I don't care what his first name is, to be honest. So Zubats, the, the stat line is very deceiving because Zoo in 26 minutes scored six points and then DeMarcus Cousins comes in and literally in two minutes scores six points. So automatically you go, well, Boogie was the answer. And I kind of hear you say that. But actually, Zubats, when he was on Joker, held him to much better numbers than when Zubats wasn't on Joker. And Joker really exploded in the third quarter. Zoo did a great job containing him in the first half. Now, I don't remember exactly what quarter it was, but I believe Joker was at the free throw line hoisting up three gimme free throws that the refs just handed to him on a silver platter from some crap call that they made. But meanwhile, Zubats is in the game. And I noticed, why is Zubats not underneath the basket ready to get some rebounds? He's actually all the way on the far end of the court, and he's literally listening to Rondo, who's not in. Rondo's off. He's off right now. He's on the baseline talking to Serge Ibaka, the savvy center veteran. And Serge is telling Rondo's information. And then Rondo is passing along that information to Zubats. So Rondo off the play, not even on the floor, on the baseline, is literally player coaching Zubats who's in the game. And I thought that was fantastic. I haven't seen anything like that in my many, many Clipper years. You know, Chris Paul was obviously a player coach, but he just seemed like a 
just seemed like an angry bulldog just constantly barking. I don't know. I just don't think the guys responded, and obviously the results are what they are. But I just liked seeing that Rondo player coaching even when he's not on the floor. And then I saw another really funny thing that happened that okay. I'd like to share with you. Just one? I want, to, I want to hear all the funny things. <laughs> I'm having a so, good time. I'm sipping an iced coffee and listening to your yarns. I'm drinking an iced cold Arnold Palmer. Arguably the third most famous golfer. We better not go too long on this clipcast. We are moving in rapidly different directions. (laughs) And Jack Nicholas. Anyway, all right. So, Jack Nicholas. (laughs) So, the ref, who I thought the refs last night were a bunch of cheeky base turds, if you will. Dece deflection. Boy, they really wanted to make sure everything wasn't a flagrant. That's one thing for sure. Woo wee. Everything could have been a flagrant last night. DeMarcus Cousins had a a four-point play. The ref calls a foul as DeMarcus Cousins sinks a three, and then somehow the ref just waves it off because he's a cheeky base turd, if you will. See how I'm I'm saying base turd? So that way we don't have to put the explicit (laughs) rating. It's a clean family show. So the cheeky ref, Rondo, is in the game. It's more Rondo stories. Rondo is on the sideline about to inbound the ball. The ref does this weird, cheeky, like, flip pass. He doesn't hand the ball to Rondo. He flips it up in the air in this raindrop bounce pass that I guess he assumed that Rondo would catch and then inbound the ball. Rondo makes zero effort to catch this ball, doesn't even look at the ref, allows the ball to bounce (laughs) off the side, (laughs) off the court. The ref then has to run around Rondo, skirt around, if you will, to go get his little cheeky bloop pass. And then he has to, and then Rondo just completely ignores the ref, shouting to Ty Lue, trying to get the next play. And then the ref has to literally physically hand Rondo the ball, which is what he should have done all along. With respect. With respect. And call Rondo Sir. Serration. <laughs> but it was it was amazing. Uh, and that you don't see that on TV. I mean, you didn't you didn't notice that when you watched TV, right? Oh, I didn't notice it. No, I didn't notice it. Uh, uh woof. Couple questions for you. It was Hank. nice to see, nice to see Jermichael and, and uh, Austin Rivers, that's for sure. Oh, oh, oh my god. Ask gosh. me your questions. Just ask. Well, me. before I ask you my questions, because you just brought up a great point, when Jamichael Green and Austin Rivers were both on the floor together, I was in my feelings like a Drake verse. Wait, what? In your feelings like a? I, oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You didn't like it. You didn't love it. You didn't love it. I just didn't it, follow. It worked better as it worked better as a. Tweet. I just didn't follow. All right, so I have a I have a couple questions for you. Hit One. Me. Yeah. Do you think Ty Lue needs to go to Demarcus as the backup center first? Or do you like him going to Pat Pat and then opting for Demarcus third? Um, I th- listen. I would I would be very curious what his what his philosophies are there. But I do still wonder if we're not working Demarcus Cousins in. I mean, it's the eye test, and as you all know, listeners, we may not be your best source for stats analysis. But it but the mm, eye test disagree. This the eye test for me is that when Demarcus Cousins gets on the court. He seems to make big plays on both ends. I mean, it just feels to he's me instant like, offense. It, it feels to me like he's always great. Uh, and I know that people like to sort of clown him and say like, "Oh, he's past his prime," but I just don't. I don't see it. I think he's great whenever he comes on the court. So I don't know. Maybe a, maybe he's being warmed up. There was a couple games ago where 
DeMarcus had some nice points. He had a D stat line in a loss because we have lost three in a row, which is my follow-up question I'm about to get to. Oh, boy. But he had a handful of turnovers. He was a little sloppy with the turnovers. Mm. And also, I would like to just counter Serge Abaka is our starting center. Sure, absolutely. Ivica Zubats is our backup center. Mm. Ty Lu is going to get Serge Abaka back maybe even as soon as this week. So does Ivica get the start and Serge come off the bench? Maybe. Does Serge get the start and Ivica come off the bench? Probably. So really, Pat Pat is not the backup center. He's the backup backup center. And then the real question is, when you've got Zubats and Serge, who do you go to, Pat Pat or Demarcus? And I think that really is about the matchup. It may it may be. I mean, Demarcus is averaging already for us. And keep in mind, we're basically got through ten ten day contracts and then offered him a contract. But his season averages so far are nine points and seven rebounds, basically, and two assists. I mean. He, he, I, I guarantee you that rebound average is better than Zubats or right up there with Zubats. Zubats doesn't crush rebounds like he needs to. It's a lot of rebounds. And I also, again, I test don't feel like DeMarcus is out there on garbage time. I feel like he's out there making a difference and playing great. And plus, you know how we feel about the sweet, sweet intangibles. We like them. We even, tangibly even love in the, the loss, Even in the loss, I said, wow, this Clippers team is very deep. And I found that we were deeper than the Nuggets, even though the Nuggets got the win. Yes, the Nuggets did get the win, and it really burns because obviously we could have had Michael Porter Jr. Instead, we got a guy who looks like Brock from Pokemon, Jerome Colbucks Robinson, who basically stunk. Oh, my gosh. Did so we it, pass that's on definitely Porter frustrating. Ju- we passed on Porter Jr.? Yeah, because he was a bit of a glass Joe at the time, and everyone didn't know if he was actually going to be any good. And Ooh, he's he good. An injury concern. He's real good, I buddy. know. He's I very know if good. I you know that. He's very good basketball. He's very good. I have a new nickname for Paul Millsap, which is Bunch of Bullcrap. I hate that guy. I absolutely hate Bunch of Bullcrap. And on the stat sheet, he's listed as Paul Millsap. I hate him. He was lucky that he wasn't pulling his nonsense on Kawhi when Marcus Morris Sr. and Rajon Rondo weren't in, and Pat Beverly for that matter, because the three of them would have absolutely beat him up and beat him to a Pulp of a bunch of bulk. I hate Paul Millsap. I hate that guy. Wow, buddy. Let it out. Let it all out. I feel better. I feel feel a lot better. I'm glad. (laughs) All right, my follow-up question, because I had two questions for you, is, Hank, we've got seven games left before the playoffs. We have lost three in a row. Are you scurred or are you pervious about these three losses? Oh, I'm not worried about the three losses. That they, they don't they don't really bother me. I do our consistency overall gives me some pause. Hmm. Um, I feel like we have been inconsistent, but also we've had a lot of injuries and we've had a lot of guys playing hurt, um, et cetera. But I but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm nervous about the three losses. I'm I'm a, if I'm if I'm looking for something to be nervous about, it's Paul George being a shoot in a shooting slump as we get closer to the playoffs. Because obviously, it's just one game. I know, I know, but it was a pretty big slump. It was a heck of a slump oh, man, when we got weird when we were that five close. for twenty-one. Arguably, I could have done better. Arguably, I would have arguably hit six out of those twenty-one. And we lost attempts. by and we lost by four. So that, I would that, like to that address. makes me nervous because I know, and I'm not say, I am not a, 
I don't like to drag Paul George, and it's well documented in the past episodes of our podcast that we were not people who were throwing him under the bus and trashing him. No, and, Western Conference Player of the Week uh, many times, at and, least once. And, and all of that. And also, I think it's very fair to say that he has a reputation for not delivering in the postseason. So I want him to be confident going into the postseason. It's not about me sure. worrying about his shot. It's about me worrying about his his confidence. Mental stability. His, his confidence, confidence. You know? His swagadociousness. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do want to go right back. One one more quick thing comparing Pat Patterson and uh, and Boogie. Boogie. Is that Boogie went 15 points to Patterson's zero points. And Boogie went... We talk about mm-hmm. our big thing about Patterson, even though there are a lot of people in the media who like to dog on Patterson. We're big fans of Pat Patterson because he can come on the court and drain two threes pretty quickly back to back. He loved to do that for a period of time. He also oh, yeah. he was also 0 for 2 from 3 last night. Um whereas Boogie was 2 for 3, but he also played half as many minutes. So, I don't Let know. Let me ask you something. If I, Pat Pat hits both those threes, wh- who wins? Well, we do. There you we, go. We do. I I also I can't sleep on the fact that Pat Pat came in when Zubats was absolutely absolutely getting bodied by DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix, I believe, in our win against our home win versus Phoenix. Ty Lue went small with Pat Pat, and it made all the difference. So I, yeah. I can't sleep on the games where Pat Pat came in and made a big difference. And Serge Ibaka's out, folks. It's the Serge Zoo center. Oh, it's such show, a big deal. It's such a big deal, but we're not seeing Serge. By the way, we lost by six, not four. I got I had that score wrong. Uh, but well, there that's you go. Tie ball game. That's if two Pat, threes. Pat hits his threes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. we don't know what's going on with Serge, and he's been out for a long time, and he's not on the side of the on the he's side coming, of the court in a stationary back. bike. He's fully he's dressed in his street clothes. So do we have a tie? Looking good, by the way. Looking good. Looking yeah, like Freddie Krueger was a cowboy. Oh last my night. gosh, I love his style. He had that bucket hat and the bandana around. I love his style. He's a fa- but he owns a fashion brand also. He's got a fashion line. He's the most stylish athlete. There, I said it. Oh boy. Not even NBA guy. Most drippy athlete. That's bold. But they 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 beat it. They beat us pretty handily last night. Um, we 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 edged them in the first quarter, and then they just went on to beat us. The second and third quarter, they just whooped our buns, and we and we beat them in the fourth quarter. It just wasn't enough. Uh, but we scored a higher percentage from three. We shot about the really? same amount of threes, and we shot forty one percent, and they shot thirty seven percent. But our field goal percentage last night was garbage. Yeah, they, yeah, they went warm almost garbage. 50, they went almost fifty percent. So yeah, and we went good. almost thirty nine percent. And by the way, even worse, Chris, you're not going to like this stat. They went ninety five percent from the free throw line, and we went seventy five percent. Woof. Would you like to guess off the top of your head how many free throws we missed? Oh my gosh, six? Yes. Since we lost by six. Yeah. And we are the best free throw shooting team in the league. Last I was looking at such and such. Yeah, and it was Paul George who missed four of them. And it's, you know, you like to you like your shooters to to make those easy buckets. But you know, he had an off night. He had an off night. P.S. Well, cool. got, he made tw- still got twenty points. You know. I know. Yeah, with twenty one shots. I don't like twenty one shots, and that's a lot of shots. That's yeah, very like garbage Kobe kind of like when, like garbage Kobe game stats where he needed like 50 shots to make 50 points. Anyway, all right, so look, Kawhi Leonard was back. People thought he didn't do enough. I kind of disagree in that A, it was his first game back, and B, he was the only starter to actually make the majority of his shots. He shot seven for 12. The rest of the starting lineup, I don't even want to talk about it. 
Kawhi shot seven. Seven for 12, making the majority of his buckets the only starter to do so. The bench was great for us last night in a losing effort. The starters really need to pick up their slack, if you will. Reggie Jackson didn't shoot well last night. Paul George didn't shoot well last night. But I'm going to remind you folks that Reggie Jackson is not our starting point guard and will not be our starting point guard in the postseason. No, no, no. That's Patrick Beverly, who is back this week. Serge Ibaka is back this week or next. Kawhi Leonard is back. I'm excited to watch him Tuesday versus his old employer, the former champs, Toronto Raptors. Can't wait for that game. We actually play the Raptors twice. We've got seven games left in the season, and I want to address something that you said earlier, Hank. You said, man, the inconsistencies. And I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the inconsistencies of the lineup yeah. because injuries have been a problem. But yeah. what's crazy is how consistent we've actually been throughout oh, this you're talking inconsistent. About our record. You're talking about our record? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, team's going to lose. do the math. Yeah. If you do the math, these last seven games – Brace yourself, Clipper Nation, for a 5-2 and two finish. We have been remarkably consistent throughout this inconsistent season with injuries. So can you emotionally and mentally handle losing two of these next seven games, Clipper Nation? No, they can't. I know that they can't. It's a very sensitive, <laughs> certainly not the next two. It's a very sensitive fan base. I'll tell you that. And also, you got to keep in mind, we're the best in the NBA after a loss. Now, that's hard that's hard information to hear when we've lost three in a row. But unless I'm wrong, this is one of the very few times that we've lost back to back because we're something like 15 and five or something crazy like that after a loss. Like we we tend to turn around and win. And if you really need something to comfort you, just be glad you aren't the Oklahoma City Thunder after there. After their one hundred and seven hundred, it was like one hundred record. Was it one hundred and fifty-two to ninety-five or something insane yes, like that? It, it, it was it was over one hundred and fifty to under one hundred, and I don't even remember who they were playing. Wow, really crazy. No but, one but does. Cousins, Cousins played least four, of all the Thunder. They have no memory of that game. One thing in my notes that I forgot to say: Cousins played fourteen straight minutes, and for a guy that you're working into basketball condition. That's nice minutes. And even nicer is when you play 14 minutes and you get 16 points. You're going to take that every single time. So Rondo, Rondo and Boogie are so great. And I get it. Losing three games in a row absolutely sucks. But what doesn't suck is being 21 games over 500, oh, being yeah. 17 I like and 6 in our last 23 games, 17 and 6. So in our next seven games, like I said, mathematically, if we keep our average, we're going 5-2. and two. So brace yourself, Clipper Nation, for five Ws and two losses. I know I'm going to be hearing from at Mr. Perfect after every one of those losses, and then he is as quiet as a church mouse after every W. Oh, my God, this guy oh, are is you talking about Twitter? Twitter Buddy, there's a, come, you got you to stay off the Twitter. I, can't th- I personally I can't will. think of one good reason to be on there. Can you think of one? Oh, good you dog! If I got some news, <laughs> I want to hear. I don't. I don't know anything about this Clipper Nation, so I am in the dark about what I'm about to hear about. But I've just heard some hints, and I'm ready for it. I heard there's something nice that happened on Twitter for us. Well, you know, Twitter giveth and Twitter taketh away, but today Twitter giveth when the legendary Ralph Lawler at oh me oh my tweeted CP3 should be very high on that list when he quoted our tweet. That's right. Ralph Lawler tweeted at Clipcast, literally captured our tweet 
in his tweet when I tweeted, numbers to retire in order. I was replying to a tweet that he had said when Ralph said, and I quote, <clears throat> if they do Lou, they sure need to do Jamal Crawford as well. Their sure. multiple sixth man of the year awards should qualify them both. He was responding to at bench on a quest when they said, should the LA Clippers retire Lou Williams jersey in the new Clippers arena? And you and I are going to really expand upon this. Ralph Lawler says, yes, if they do Lou, they sure need to do Jamal Crawford. Well, to be fair, Ralph didn't say yes, but he did say if they retire Lou, they have to require Jamal, they have to retire Jamal Crawford as well. Now, I'm going to go to Ralph Lawler's Twitter page. You go to Ralph Lawler's Twitter page right now. You scroll down Ralph's second tweet. CP3 should be very high on that list. And then he quotes our tweet when we said numbers to retire in order. 11, Crawford. 100 Lawler. Then, depending who retires first, 23 Williams, 32 Griffin, 6 Jordan. Those are the five numbers I feel very confident that they need to retire. Uh, a I got lot of people, a lot of people responded, Where's CP3? And everyone who said, Where's CP3? I replied, Phoenix. He's in Phoenix. <laughs> well, I also would, I obviously would also say Sven Nader and Bob McAdoo, and, and you could argue Elton Brand. I would say, I would say for sure Sven Nader and Bob McAdoo. Right? I, I would only say Bob McAdoo. Because personally. Sven Nader is technically the Braves. Is that why? That's still the franchise. I, I just, Bob McAdoo. McAdoo, was doesn't MVP. he hold every record? He's like the all time greatest power forward or Bob anything. McAdoo was drafted by. Our franchise gave us really great years, got us good seedings in the playoffs, just had nothing to show for it in the postseason. So I would argue Bob McAdoo is a maybe, but then I also say, hasn't that Clipper ship sailed by now? But but maybe not. Maybe not. I would definitely argue fiercely against Elton Brand, who literally only delivered one winning season. One. I know, but he, that, was the, he, was, he, he was all we had for so no. long. What about World Be Free? But you don't, you don't retire. You gotta do Bob you don't retire. You gotta do Bob McAdoo. I know he was a brave. I don't know if he crossed over into the Clippers. I feel like he didn't, but he was like, he was an MVP of the league and a rookie he was of the, the MB, year. He was the NBA right. MVP. That, literally. Like, he, he should absolutely... He should be the only old jersey that we should go back and retire that is that predates the LA Clippers era. Now you know what I, I think would be fun? I think that what, what if what if you retired jerseys in the style of the of the era in which they played? Oh, I, you 100% do that. You 100% do that. Is that what all what all stadiums do? I thought they all just looked exactly the same. I feel like when whenever I see the Lakers jerseys retired, they're all the same style. I'm suggesting like I you'd have think, a Braves jersey think, maybe or or something that looked like it or a throwback for McAdoo. Yeah, no, you, it depends on the team. And I think the way that the Lakers do it is obviously the worst and stupidest and dumbest. <laughs> oh and Jimmy Buss is an the, idiot. And I hate so Rob Palenka. <laughs> and I hate everyone. And I love Lamar you don't Odom. Even like Rob Palenka as close as I'm going to get. You don't even like Rob Palenka because his name is fun to say? Say it. Rob Pastinka. Oh, come on, it's a great name. No, it's two in the Palinka and one in the Stadinka. Oh, I just boy. don't like it. Oh, I don't boy. like Rob Palinka. Like I don't like Genie Bus. You don't even say that. I name. don't like I don't like the L word. I actually 
in my little diatribe, I actually said the L word and I, I really feel bad and dirty inside. Hey, speaking of the L word. <laughs> yes. I, I, wait, wait, wait. I want to say one last thing about Jersey retirement. Here's the last thing I want to say Nobody's about Jersey retirement. Nobody's arguing my 100. The yeah. sad yeah. thing about our Jersey retirement list for me is that if I were a Clippers hater, which of course I'm not, I'm a Clippers homer. The argument I could make is that retiring all of these jerseys of guys who didn't ever go past the second round of the playoffs, you could argue has a certain flavor to it that is comparable to Pacific Division banners and Christmas Day wins and all the other garbage that gets thrown at us for not ever having won the chip. And so I guess my biggest argument would be that Ralph Lawler and whoever are the leaders of these teams when we win a chip are the no-brainer retirees. And so it's great. I love Jamal Crawford. I love Lou Williams. I love Blake Griffin. I love I love all these ex-players. But the truth is, none of them won a championship for our team. And that is sort of the measure of greatness that makes you want to retire a jersey. So, I, so my, I'm, I'm, my it's difficult for me to, to ever get... It's That's why it's hard to... But I'm saying that's why it's hard to make this argument and figure out a definitive list because ultimately it's just the guys we loved who put up great stats, but just didn't quite get so it my, done. So I don't know. My counter, my counter to that, Hank, is that this is now the 10th winning season in a row. Yes, we have never won anything beyond the Pacific Division title, which, yes, is meaningless, although it means something to me. This is the 10th winning season. That's great. In the 18 seasons before that, we had one winning season. Oh gosh, so that's crazy. why I don't think you retire Elton Brand because he was responsible basically for that one in 18 years. You don't re- you don't retire anybody else in any you don't retire anybody's number from that 18 year drought. You just don't one winning season. You don't. Not even Chris but Kamen? Then, all right, fine. <laughs> Not even Cherokee him. Parks. And, yes, and Sam Cassell and Sean Rooks. Okay, so yes, those uh, rest guys. In peace. No. No. No, rest in peace. No, you don't retire. You don't retire them. No. But you do retire Blake Griffin's number because he literally changed everything changed when we the drafted franchise. him. He changed the definition of being a Clippers fan and the and the franchise. Absolutely. 100%. Chris Paul does not come here, and I know it was a trade, but I'm telling you, no. he wants. To, he orchestrated the trade. He wanted to go to L.A. and play with Kobe, and the league wouldn't let him because of the lockdown. And so instead, he said, fine, I'll go to the Clippers and play with Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. And he came here because of Blake Griffin. Because of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin changed everything. So you retire Blake Griffin. And then you retire DeAndre Jordan because he's the longest tenured Clipper in Clipper franchise history going back all the way to Buffalo. He's got the most rebounds. He's got the most games played. He's got the most minutes played. I love DeAndre Jordan. And you you can play what if all you want, but the real truth is injuries... And frankly, if we had had Jerry West as a general manager when we had those three guys and we could have stayed healthy, that was our chip. Like, I think we all yes. we all saw the writing on the wall as Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green became what they eventually became. We all knew it. Sure. We we're like, oh, gosh, sure. we got to beat these dudes and we got to do it fast. Yeah, but the other them. thing was we did not build an incredible team around our three superstars like Jerry West has built a team around our guys now. We were never making well, late in the season acquisitions that were changing our prospects. We were just hoping yeah. everybody stayed healthy. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> but but also Jerry West came in and said, you know, Chris Paul had six shots. And Chris Paul at the time wanted to remain a Clipper 
and get like the league's first $200 million salary and become like the richest player in NBA history. And Jerry West said, yeah, uh, nah. Yeah. And he said no to but do, it. But don't you remember so. when we were thinking, ooh, what are we going to do here to really complete this team? And then, and then listen, you, you and I both have well documented how much we love Austin Rivers. But I remember when sure. Austin Rivers got signed being like, that's what we're doing? Like, <laughs> like we're... Like I like him, coach's kid. He's we're nice, taking coach's but kid. we're not trying to go get bigger no. pieces to put with these three guys in the NBA's hottest team. Like we're right. like people no, want to I mean, finally play we had here, the, so you know we had JJ Redick, we had Jamal Crawford. They, but but you know what else? Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and Blake Griffin just kept getting banged up year after yeah. year after year. Another yeah. reason why you retired DeAndre because he was never banged. Same up. game, the Cal same Ripken. game, one season, like the last really Ugh. good season they had together. They both went out in the same game and i still please remember stop. in that moment thinking please don't talk about it this is fake i remember thinking they're faking please stop it talk about it <laughs> i felt like they're faking it they're not really please both hurt the they just don't want to finish this game right, let's change the subject Ugh. what's the weather like in burbank <laughs> it's please beautiful. Beautiful. i assume it's 69 well, degrees series. oh sweet sweet 69 degrees all right that series was versus the portland trailblazers who are about to yeah I think deliver a crushing blow to the L word. And I think we're going to help hopefully when we beat the L word because they're one of our, we only have two games versus winning teams. Excuse me. And both of them, I believe, are L word is one of the winning teams we play. And then the New York Knickerbockers are the other winning team we play. Then we play a bunch of duds. Uh, Toronto twice. Our last four games are a road trip. On the road, all duds. Charlotte is the closest thing to a winning team, but they're under 500. Oklahoma City is one of those. I can't remember the other. Maybe New Orleans is the last game of the season or something. Who cares? I, I don't remember, honestly. It's not even worth me talking about. But here's the thing, Hank. The L word is slipping. Last night, both Los Angeles basketball teams lost seeding spaces. It yeah. means so much more to the L word because we went from three to four. There is a massive impenetrable cushion between four and five. Yeah, we're all right. We're all right. We're all right. Yeah. So the odds are we're going to play the Dallas Mavericks in the first round, and history is going to repeat itself because history repeats itself repeatedly, Hank. I don't know it if you know it. that. It does History that. repeats itself. History repeats itself. Exactly. You exactly. get it. You get it. Thank you. <laughs> so there's an another chance that maybe we're the three, and we play the Blazers in the first round like we have before, because history repeats itself, Hank. I don't know if you know that. History, repeats, history itself. repeats itself. I don't know itself. if you know that, but it, history repeats itself. It does that. It does it that. Does it. It, it does it. It does. Yeah. The very, very way off, very unlikely chance, and it's never happened in playoff history, is the battle for L.A., Hallway round one, and I just don't see it happening. Well, what no, I not, see happening. Isn't it literally not possible because we're six games ahead of the Mavericks and the Lakers? We're six games ahead. The, the only way it happens is if the L word somehow manages to hold on to the six seed, okay? And we somehow finish stronger than the Nugs, which is possible, and get the three seed. Oh, I just right. think mathematically it's not going to happen right. because the L word have eight back to backs in their final nine That's games. Well, four eight back to back <laughs> games, right? It's four back to backs out of nine games. That's insane. And I'm That's insane. That is insane. And honestly, what is wrong with the NBA that that's the way they're finishing it out? And it's really terrible timing because 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis, as everyone knows, just came off of injuries. LeBron actually uh -huh. said in the press, I'm never going to be 100. Now, I, I like to think that LeBron knows how to manage people's expectations, make himself into an underdog. But he's coming off of an injury with the longest layoff of his career from playing for injury. Ever. And now Ever. he's got to play eight of his nine games or back-to-backs. He ain't playing all eight, I'll tell you that much. This is bad. This is bad for them. It's a bad way there to finish is a, up. There is a very likely scenario where the where the L word slips and become the Los Angeles slippers, if you will, <laughs> and slip into the play-in tournament. Oh, I wouldn't or want to be one there. One could argue they're the flippers as they flip from Mickey Mouse champions to guys who could potentially lose the play-in tournament and be eliminated from the playoffs. There is a potential, and this would literally be heaven on earth for me, or Thor's Valhalla, if you will, Viking heaven. The L word could slip to seven, lose the first play-in round versus Memphis, and then lose versus Golden State and be eliminated as the quote-unquote champion seven seed, I would be the happiest man well, on planet Earth. And listen, man, Earth. let me tell you what I'm really relieved about, that we are not in that play-in tournament. Because I, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've looked at the last 10 games of those four teams that as of right now are in the play-in tournament. The Blazers are four and six. The Grizzlies are five and five. The Warriors are six and four. And the Spurs are five and five. Added up, those four teams are 20 wins, 20 losses. It is it is mm. going to be an incredible weekend Even for basketball Steven. if your team is not playing or if you were the mm -hmm. ninth or 10th seed and you're excited just to get a shot because you normally wouldn't. But if you're the seventh mm. or eighth seed playing these teams, you had a 50-50 chance of your postseason being over after, oops, one loss. Not not three, oops. not four losses, just one. And you're going to go up against well, Golden State Warriors where Steph Curry can just suddenly mess around and get mm. you 40 points. Like I'm glad. If I'm, toot, to toot, be fair, I'm glad we're just, never going to be in editor's that note. Toot Oof. toot. Editors know if you are the seven or eight seed, the only way you are eliminated is, is to lose twice. Okay, oh. so it's not just a losing once because if say okay, so hypothetically, L word is seven and and the Grizz, Grit. Oh, City, that's whatever right. The hell that's they're called, right. You explain this to they me. They lose, but they get a second chance to become to be the, the eight seed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, even but, still, even still, man, st we both know, like, I'm just going to say again for the Clippers, toot, toot our own horns <laughs> that we are six well, here's the games thing that you didn't even ahead of that spot. Absolutely. And here's the thing you didn't Seven. even touch upon. Your is butt? that I'll touch your butt. You, I did you not never touch touched. I never you did. Didn't, you didn't brush a cheek. You didn't <laughs> graze a crack. So one through six gets five days to get right, get healthy figure out their playoff game plan, but they get five days off. Five days. Yeah. That play-in tournament is the 18th to the 22nd. That is five days. And the Clippers are locked in at basically one through four. Yes. I mean, they're obviously not going to be. They could be one, but it's not likely. No, they could be two. Not likely. They could be three. That three is very doable. Denver has a very rough out. Very rough. We have a much easier out, but obviously we point. stubbed our toe in the past three games. It's only three and a half games we back. Could, we could very easily be three. We could very easily and likely be four. If the playoffs were right now, we'd be four. Very unlikely. Five is just, it's not an option. So we're either three or four. So we get those five days off. Now, the one, and this is a weird hiccup, but the thing about the one and the two seed, 
the one seed has this day of who do we face, seven or eight, and then they find out on day one of the play-in tournament. But then the two seed is kind of screwed because they have to sit around and wait to see who loses and then who wins and then who wins again to make their game plan. Literally, the two seed could potentially play one of three teams. So that's kind of a hiccup for your two seed, which could be the Utah Jazz, which could be the Phoenix Suns. I mean, literally, the boat has to completely crash for both of those teams for the clips to slip into the two seed. I just don't see it happening. I don't, so it's, I don't it's really just going to be so happening. fascinating. I don't really see it happening either, but it's it's all getting into the three seed is doable. I, but I, I just don't really see – the Jazz have been – I get, everyone's like, oh, the Jazz are slipping. They're still six and four in their last ten games. Uh, but sure. the Nuggets are the hottest team in the West, nine and one in their last ten games. And it's it's just bananas to me with the massive injury that they suffered that they're 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 nine and one. I think everybody thought they were basically. Well, I guess done. they I guess they promoted Michael Porter Jr. Oh, once Jamal Murray went down yeah, and he time. has risen to the occasion. Boy has it. You ain't kidding. But hope, hopefully he gets the sophomore slump in the postseason, please. But, when that, but that, maybe uh, we face them. That I don't like facing them. That ugly shot of Jokic's where he literally sh- shoots the hot, hottest, highest rainbow we've ever seen in our lives. It just seems unstoppable. Oof. Woof. I, 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 yeah, I, we gotta, I personally our see next us. Clipcast, we need to try to dig up some real answers about what's going on with Pat Beverly and Serge Ibaka and all that kind of stuff, because that really is where it all hinges at this point. You know, I would love, 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 love a scenario where we play the Mavericks in the first round again. Obviously, we get past them again. It's what we do. But I would love a second round or potentially a third round versus Phoenix Suns, and I would never wish injury upon anyone. But history tends to repeat itself, Hank. And man, doesn't Chris Paul love getting injured? In oh, the that, listen now, listen now, li- listen now, loyal listener. This is this clipcast is not endorsing or hoping it. for any player. Oh to no, get of hurt. course not. We want every. Every team to be full strength going into the playoffs. There's nothing worse than a player getting hurt. Um, but oh, I, I believe you are speaking to the irony of how many times we were disappointed by Chris Paul's body um, mm-hmm. failing him, that we would match mm-hmm. up against them, and then he mm. would also it would also happen to our benefit for once. I believe is your point. Yes. Uh, yes. My you know, point. I, I, I I'll tell you what. My real hope. Now, now I'm going to lay out my hope. My real hope do. is that somehow. We would get ourselves into the playoffs, um, and then in round one, we would face um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. In round two, we'd play the Rockets. In round three, we'd play the Timberwolves. And in round four, we'd play the Rockets again (laughs) in the finals. Are you done with this? No, I'm fine. And then we play the Detroit Pistons for the super championship. <laughs> and then we play the Washington Generals, the team that always loses to the Globetrotters. Uh, I, I don't think there's any bad blood between them, but you got to feel good if you're Blake Griffin and you got off the Pistons and they are literally last in the Eastern Conference, already are out of the playoffs, and he's second in the East. You know? Sure. I, I just, I think. I, who knows? We It's so fascinating, and it's so wonderful, and it's about to happen. We've got seven games left, Clipper Nation. We are about to be in the beautiful NBA playoffs. I can't wait for the play-in tournament as we get five days of rest for Serge Ibaka, who's had about five years of rest. We get five days of rest for Pat Beverly, who's had about five months of rest. But all these guys are going to get rested up. 
Ty Lue's got about six, five or six games to figure out his full-strength rotations. God willing, and the creek don't rise. Is that what you like to say? That is what I like to say. Thank you. God willing, and the Clipper Creek don't rise too high that Ty Lue actually is full strength for four or five or, dare I say, six or seven regular season games before that beautiful five-day rest and rehab and get yourself right for the playoffs so he can actually tinker with a wealth of riches, a a spoil of riches. Embarrassment, an embarrassment of riches. An embarrassment of riches. We have so many. We are so deep. He's got so many weapons. He's got so many tools in the tool belt. And hopefully he actually gets to tinker around with them in the regular season when it truly doesn't matter. There is a potential heading into those final two games where the Clippers are really going to look at the standings and go, "Uh, do we want to win this one? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you remember that when I was in the Utah, remember when I went to see Salt Lake, Utah, and the fabled story of me winning Utah Jazz season tickets by being the best fan. Former Jazz season ticket holder, uh, Burbank Hank. That that year was the year that they didn't make the playoffs for the first time, and the Clippers were getting dragged on, on um, ESPN, not even social media, being dragged on legitimately on ESPN for losing games on purpose because they wanted a more favorable matchup. Um, so it's... It's, it's kind of fun now to that so many teams will do that, first of all. And second of all, here we are again. Here we are again. We'll have to see oh, yeah. which matchup we really want. I, again, all those many I, years hope, ago, it's, I we, hope it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, yes, Hank. All those many, <laughs> many years ago, we basically threw in the towel and intentionally lost so that we could face the Denver Nuggets in the first round, which was back then, I believe, a best of five? Yeah, wow. that seems right. That seems right. We may have still been best of five. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think it was. I think it was right around the years. Early one of the years where they actually best switched. Of seven. It started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah. like twenty years and we ago. We beat them in. Yeah, that was five. We beat them in five. We beat them in five or six, and you were in the building, and I was not, and you saw the Clippers' first playoff series win maybe ever in franchise history, certainly as Clippers. I don't think the Braves actually ever won a playoff series. You weren't there, so I blocked it out of my memory. Now, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen when we play these Raptors on Tuesday at 7 o'clock? What's your pick for this next game? Well, I, I, like, I like the Clippers sweeping the Raptors. I think the I think the Clippers sweep the Raptors. Like I said, mathematically, we're going 5-2 and two in the final seven. I know Chris Kowild always predicts a perfect Clippers streak, but I'm just going on the – on the bare bones math because the numbers don't lie. We're going to go five and two. Two of those W's are coming versus Toronto. I like us versus, I like us sweeping the L word. Obviously the L word is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at us. I just like us versus the L word. So I think we win that game. I, I, I maybe, maybe New York in Madison. I think, no, that's actually a home game. So that might be a, a hiccup for us. We might, that might be our L. And then there's going to be one of those, Maybe Charlotte's a trap game, and then we win out in the final two. But I, I don't know. I, I just definitely like us sweeping Toronto. Like I said, we're going five and two. I, I don't think you can make that bet in Vegas, but if you do, put ten large, ten dollar bills That's on the Clippers finishing five and two in the final uh, seven. I think we are going to really beat the Raptors. That's my prediction. That's the only prediction I will make is that I believe we're going to really beat the Raptors. I think we're hands-on favorites. 
Odds on favorites, not hands on. Shouldn't be hands on. Odds on favorites. Oh, you got to put your, your hands down, man down. Hands I know that. down, hand down favorites. Man that down. also makes sense. But yeah, I'm hands ho- up I'm on hopeful. defense. I think we're going to get right. Everybody has a, a bad game, but I'll tell you what I'll be watching. I'll be watching Paul George and his shooting percentage and seeing how he looks and seeing how he feels. That's my big question at this point. And looking to see if more and more of these injured Clippers start getting some minutes before we have to start making tough decisions about our playoffs roster. Clippers Nation. I'll be watching for Kawhi Leonard. Will he take more than 12 shots? He's our fearless leader. We need him putting up a bare bones minimum 20 shots per game. Minimum 20, Kawhi Leonard. Not 12, 20. Shoot your way through it. Get back. Get right. He's only been back one game. He's got seven more chances. How many do we actually see him? He's definitely not going to play in that back-to-back. So I think we're going to get six games of Kawhi out of these next seven. And I want to see at least 20 attempts per game. And if he doesn't make those 20 attempts, he doesn't have to make he doesn't have to go 20 for 20. I just want him putting up 20 shots. And if he doesn't put up 20 shots, ooh, he's in hot water, mister. He is in hot. Boardman is going to get, ooh, he's going to get in hot water from me. I'll be mad. I'll be I'll be steamed. <laughs> I really enjoyed watching that all unfold. Well, I hope he doesn't yeah, steam was... you. He's averaging over 50% field goal percentage. So, you know, I would, lo- I would also love to see him get up more than 20 shots. But we'll see how it all plays out. Clippers fans, hey, if you like our show, Please share, please rate it, please write us kind reviews, please tweet all about us. And you know what? If you tweeted us, pretty good chance you're going to get tweeted back at, you know? We just know oh, we're the po- yeah. we're the positivity and Ralph, optimism Ralph Lawler. Lawler Ralph podcast. Lawler might tweet you if, you if you tweeted us, Ralph Lawler might tweet you. Oh my gosh, he's got nothing better. To, he's got nothing better to do but tell you that you got your list wrong apparently, but we love the the one of the greatest NBA broadcasters of all time, the best one the Clippers have ever seen, uh Ralph Lawler. We love him and we miss him. I just, I just imagine that he's retired and he dictates his tweets to Sweet Joe. Sweet Joe, activate those thumbs, Sweet Joe. Sweet would, Joe, tweet would, at LA, at LA Clipcast. I would love that. And by the way, special shout out to Brian Seaman. Great call on the game last night. He's amazing. Really, he said, really He said amazing. L-word. He said L-word on the broadcast. He, he said, said it. it. He said it. The, the context he said L-word. Was, it's the in- context was strange, but he, there's no <laughs> doubt that was what he said. He's I'm tell, it's in the zeitgeist. It's in the Clipper Nation zeitgeist. Oh yeah, the only way that you can actually help us, we never ask you for anything, obviously, except for never. to support our wonderful sponsors and buy whatever they're selling and gamble on their websites. But the only thing you can actually do to help us is to click those stars on your Come on. Apple, iPod, whatever the hell it is, wherever that rate this podcast rate is. It. You don't even have to give us a good rating. Five stars. But please, by all means, just activate your thumbs. Sweet Joe, sweet Joe. Uh, give those boys over at Clipcast a five star, sweet Joe. <laughs> oh, me, oh, my, holy smokers. Shut your mouth, Mike Smith. Shut it. We have the, Shut the, your we mouth, have the best Smith. listeners in the league, toot toot. And we just would love to hear from you. Give us those ratings, and we will see you next time. Oh, Chris, uh, you know I'm taking over. You're the one who likes to wrap up the show. What am I doing? I'm not driving this car. I'm the passenger. Well, I'll tell you something. We'll be back next week, and we will finally, once and for all, see if Malik fits with this Clipper Nation squad. <laughs> toot toot. Toot toot. <laughs> yeah, I sounded the horn, Burbank Hank. I sounded the horn. How does that feel? Put Not that on. It doesn't. It doesn't feel nearly as good as this. No, no. But I already sounded the horn. Oh, nuts! Sweet Joe, take this down. Sweet Joe, sweet Joe, take this Pressing down. Pressing stop.